Welcome to Get Fresh with Michelle Gerasoli, a podcast that gives you fresh ideas for living your best life. Enjoy our conversations that center on the acronym FRESH. F is for food, R is for recreation, E is for experiences, S is for our sponsors, and every episode closes with an H, a happy story or memory. I hope you enjoy this little break in your day, listening to how others are living fresh, and I'd love to hear your ideas. Reach out through my website, freshrebellion.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of the Get Fresh podcast. As I record this, I am admittedly in a sweet summer vacation mode. (laughs) I'm enjoying the last bit of summer, and I'm not ready yet to transition into those fall routines. So I am taking a moment to savor summer and share some stories with you from this summer. So I hope you uh, enjoy this next episode where we're going to sink into our categories of food, recreation, travel, some happy moments to share, as we do in each episode. And I hope you enjoy this podcast as a break in your routine, as you drive or take a walk or sit and enjoy a cup of coffee, however you listen. I appreciate that you listen to the Get Fresh podcast. So let's dive in. Um, Our food topic today is an ode to blueberries. And as I made notes for this, I can't believe how much I have to say about blueberries. Um, Simple fruit, you know, it's a small blue berry, aptly named. Um, But I've spent a lot of time with blueberries this summer. And as I was thinking about what food category to focus, there's really a lot to this little berry. I went blueberry picking three times, which I'll tell you about in a minute, but that led to a ton of blueberries and having to figure out what to do with them all. Kind of get in the zone and you're pulling blueberries off the blueberry bush and it's before you know it, you have like a few pounds of blueberries and you can freeze some, but you got to use some, right? So I've done a lot and I'll get into that too, but I want to start with the health benefits of blueberries. Because, you know, what's the point of eating them? They're, they're tasty, yes. Enjoyable to eat, yes. But they're actually really good for your body. Um, they're rich in antioxidants. And you hear that a lot. Um, you know, antioxidants are kind of one of the food trends that, that food producers um, promote. But what does that mean? So Stress isn't good for your body. We all know this, especially oxidative stress. And this kind of stress occurs due to the presence of molecules called free radicals. And these um, don't get along well with your body. They're either produced naturally as a result of your metabolism or because you've been exposed to some kind of pollution or cigarette smoke or alcohol. Um, They really just damage your cells. And what can help with that? antioxidants. So they're the key to like reducing the impact of this type of oxidative stress. And uh, without getting too scientific, they kind of create a barrier or shield around the cell to help protect it from being damaged, which is what you want. And so blueberries um, are really high in antioxidants, the, the deep pigmented, like the deep 
colorful red or blue pigmented fruit like pomegranates, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. Those are those are great to eat. And in addition to being a great snack that is low in calories, blueberries are nutrient dense. They're full of minerals and vitamins. They help manage your cholesterol, manage your blood sugar, reduce your blood pressure. It's just a, a good little snack. So try to increase your intake of blueberries. Now, I started thinking, thinking back to some memories. <laughs> like, what do I remember about blueberries growing up? I remember, I remember going strawberry picking, um, you know, finding that big red juicy berry in, a, in the, the bushes that grow along the ground. And we'd go every summer right after we get out of school, like mm, mid-June-ish. And I don't remember ever going blueberry picking. I remember going apple picking, not blueberry picking. So I rem- I was like, well, I don't remember eating blueberries, but I remember blueberries as an ingredient in stuff that we bought. So we had a blueberry muffin mix that had this sugary topping. I think it was like Betty Crocker that made it maybe. Um, and you'd bake them. But the blueberries came in a can that you then drain this super blue st- liquid that would stain your clothes. Um, the blueberries came out of a can. You stirred them gently into the mix, put them in a muffin tin, and then sprinkle the sugar coating, like a topping on top, and then bake them. And they just came out so super sweet. And those were those were like the first thing I could think of. And then I was like, wait a minute, I remember blueberry toasties which were something you pulled out of the freezer and threw in the toaster. And they had corn toasties and blueberry toasties. And again, not fresh, but a way to get those blueberries in. And so those were my kind of early memories of blueberries. But um, we live near a couple of different blueberry farms that advertise in July and August, you can go blueberry picking. So this year, it's kind of a tradition now. I go with the kids. Jesse and I went this year. You know, early July, it was a mid morning. We went blueberry picking. It was super hot. And, you know, the blueberry bushes were just ripe for the picking. It was so nice. We just maybe spent 45 minutes and we filled up a bucket. We each filled up a bucket. It turned out to be like, I don't know, four or five pounds of blueberries. And that kind of set us off for the summer. I I buy them all year round and there's nothing like fresh local. So um, I did that. And then a couple weeks later, I went with a friend of mine, Michelle, we were going to go kayaking, but again, it was like the heat of the summer and we didn't feel like being, um, you know, dragging the kayaks out. So we, um, we went blueberry picking and went to a different farm where the blueberries weren't as big or ripe. I'm not sure what the difference is. If it was a different kind of blueberry. There's a ton of different um, varieties of bushes, but these were a little bit smaller. I felt like you had to work a little harder to get some. Maybe it was just that we were hot and we wanted to go have lunch. So we didn't get that many that time, but I felt like I hadn't had enough of blueberry picking yet. And so I put some, my AirPods in and put some music on and hit the farm for a third time. And I hauled in two big containers, two big buckets of blueberries. And then I took them home and processed them, froze some of them. Um, 
you know, package them so that they'd keep. And I have blueberries for a long time. So what do you make with them? If I make a blueberry pie, nobody eats it. Like nobody in my family likes blueberry pie. So if I make it, it's just going to be a waste. So um, I found a recipe. You can Google it. Um, Martha Stewart had a recipe for blueberry hand pies, which was like taking the crust, folding it over the blueberry mixture and like a cream cheese mixture, which was, which just made it really nice. It was um, a small, like single size little pocket of of goodness. (laughs) So that was one way to do it. And then um, you can do blueberry muffins. I like mixing banana bread mix with the muffins. So you've got like a banana blueberry muffin, or you could make a quick bread. So that was good. Um, and then sometimes I just throw it in a pan with a little water, a little lemon juice, a little sugar, and let it heat up and then kind of smash the berries in the pan. So it becomes like a topping, which you could use on crepes if you make crepes or waffles or, you know, pancakes. Blueberry pancakes is a classic. Um, you could throw it over ice cream. So that's nice as kind of a sauce or syrup. I've never gone so far to add the wax to make or a paraffin, whatever it is to make a a jam. Um, Although I do like Stonewall Kitchen has a wild main blueberry jam. I'm not a big jam user. Um, I don't tend to have toast or whatever, Um, but that's that's another um, cool thing. So in addition to baking it, baking with blueberries, what else can you do? All right, I'm throwing out all kinds of ideas here. Here's one of my favorite ways to use blueberries oatmeal okay make oatmeal you can either make it in the morning put overnight oats in a jar make your oatmeal and then heat it up throw some blueberries in put some walnuts on top if you like nuts and then vanilla greek yogurt and then drizzle it with peanut butter oh my god that's like having dessert for breakfast and it's so full of protein and vitamins it's one of my favorites very very good um so another thing to share here, <laughs> um, I will tell you a little bit more about this trip in my next section on recreation, but I traveled up my summer trek up to Bar Harbor, Maine, and Maine is kind of famous for its blueberries and lobsters, right? Um, but the blueberries, I went to a local bakery and I was just talking about the Martha Stewart blueberry hand pies with the pie crust. This used croissants instead. So it was like a croissant filled with blueberries and cream cheese. It was really, really such a treat. It was like that flaky crust. Um, you could also put them in scones. Can't forget about the scones. But my friend Marita, for her birthday, had got, you heard Marita in uh, one of our earlier podcasts uh, episodes. She just got a cookbook, um, Blueberries for Sal cookbook. So this cookbook is based on the storyline and artwork from Robert McCluskey's beloved children's classic, Blueberries for Sal. And you might recognize Robert McCluskey from his other book, which was Make Way for Ducklings. And they have the cute little bronze statues of ducks in Boston Commons. And that was based on his book. And this cookbook was based on his other book. So um, flipping through that, 
a recipe I'm going to try is Moose Track Blondies. So if you know what a blondie is, it's like a chocolate chip cookie, but a bar, like a square. Um, and these use the blueberries as a substitute for chocolate chips. So I'm definitely going to try that. Moose tracks, you know, moose apparently are big in Maine. Um, you think of moose tracks ice cream, but I've got to say, I've been going to Maine for over 40 years every year. And last week I went up, still no, I, I've never seen a deer, I've never seen a moose. I mean, I've never seen a moose. I've still not seen a moose all this time I've been going to Maine. So I did see four deer, not no moose. Probably have a better chance of seeing a kangaroo in Maine than I would a moose after all this time. But regardless, I'm sidetracked here. Um, so what else can we use blueberries for? Because we we picked a lot of them. I've got to make sure I've got a lot of good uses for them. How about cocktails? Um, yeah, we just talked about how alcohol creates oxidative stress in your body. And now I'm promoting blueberries as an ingredient in cocktails. Well, all right, if you're going to drink a cocktail, you may as well add some nutrition to it, right? <laughs> um, one of my favorite beverages of all times was a blackberry mint julep. So I am going to try a blueberry mint julep in the near future, which is a bourbon, simple syrup, mint, and these mottled blueberries. But you can also um, make a berry shrub and just add the liquid, like strain the blueberries out. So it's not a chunky drink and just take that flavor, um, and, and pour that into any cocktail to add some flavoring to it. It sweetens it up a bit. Um, I, I also was gifted a beautiful blueberry wine. My cousin Allison has the campground, Hadley Point campground, which is across the street from Bar Harbor Cellars. And they sell a blueberry wine, which I'm guessing is like a, which I'm guessing is like a, uh, a light, uh, how am I going to say this? Like, I'm guessing this wine is like a, a red wine, which has got the grapes and then some blueberry, um, essence to it. So I'm looking forward to trying that. Um, and then there's blueberry beer up there. They just, fully embrace the blueberry up in Bar Harbor, Maine. And there's a company called Atlantic Brewing Company and they make a blueberry um, ale, I think it is. So I'm going to be trying that. I think that's going to add some sweetness to like balance the tang of the hops or the bitterness. So I know who knew you could talk for so long about blueberries. I've been going on and on. So Anyway, that is my ode to the summer blueberry. As you can tell, I have fully embraced it. If you have blueberry recipes that you love, I would love to hear them because I'm going to be cooking these blueberries for a long time. Good. Okay. So our next category is recreation. And today I'm going to be talking about traveling with your dog. Um, this time I did not bring my family or friends up on this seven hour road trip to Bar Harbor from Rhode Island. It was just me and the dog, me and Scooter G. And uh, traveling with a dog presents some challenges on a road trip. So I thought I better plan. And um, I've discovered bringfido.com, which was a simple Google search brought me to this resource um, that helped me research some places that are dog friendly in advance. Because um, 
I just wanted to know where I could bring him that was dog friendly in the area. And there was a great list with reviews and pictures and links to the websites and menus. So that was really great. Um, it was so worth it to travel with my buddy. He's a really good dog and he just loves being with me. And it's nice to have the company, but um, I knew that the trip would provide pre- present some challenges because I wasn't going to have anyone else with me to help with the dog, like pit stops, right? The inevitable Michelle drinks a lot of coffee and needs to stop for a bathroom break. Well, you can't take your dog into the gas station. So where was I going to go? Um, I don't like to leave the dog in the car and it was like a six or seven hour drive. So what I did was look up and stick on a Google map, like pin these Petco stores. So every two hours as I'm traveling, traveling up 95, I'm like, there must be a, a Petco in Portland, Maine in, you know, North of Boston. So I just pinned all of these locations because I knew I could take him into the store with me. And use the bathroom, which is great. And give him a stretch break, obviously. And, um, you know, let him go to the bathroom in the parking lot. But, um, of course, you know, he was such a good boy in the car. He just sleep and hang out. And so I had to buy him a treat. And it was a good good chance to do that at the Petco stores. So, you know, preparing in advance made the trip a lot easier. Um, you know, I, I brought his water. I brought his blanket. I brought his chew toys. You know, packing was like having a toddler again. You got to take care of him. Right, Scoot? (laughs) Sitting here next to me as I record. So he's my good buddy. So we arrived after the long drive and we went for a long. (laughs) Scoot's remembering it. Thanks for chiming in, buddy. You hear something in the other room. Okay, we'll take a break and calm him down. Okay, glad Scooter could make a guest appearance there um so where was i we arrived we went for a long walk down to hadley point which is a little beach we had a a walk down there and uh and he went for a swim in frenchman's bay immediately followed by coming out of the water rolling in seaweed getting some good ocean scent to him and (laughs) so we had to walk back to the campground and I had to give him a shower in the coin operated cabin shower. I had like exactly seven minutes to give this dog a bath. So it's always an adventure traveling with the scooter, but he does like smells and I don't like when he smells. So we gave him a shower and we fell asleep in the cabin, slept like a rock. The next day we went out on our, um, on our road uh, you know, scavenger hunt adventure. And I, I went back to the list of, um, research I had done um, using the Bring Fido website. And um, I knew exactly where I could stop, where I knew he'd be welcome. And there's some places that are cute. Like there was a sign that said, we are dog friendly if your dog is friendly. So I'm sure, you know, not all places welcome pets for obvious reasons, but it's nice when they do. And we went to a place called Thrive, which was um, salads and smoothies and bowls. And they had little bowls of water for the dogs on the patio and, you know, seating outside. And he's just a happy dog to be out and about and uh, seeing other dogs. And it was just nice to be able to take him with me and not leave him behind. So anyway, if you have a dog and want to travel and not leave your dog behind, but take him with you on your adventures, 
uh, check out bringfido.com. I found it really helpful. I can't wait to bring them on more adventures. Okay. Our next section is experiences, and I'm going to continue the story of our road trip. But the theme for this section is taking the back road. Okay, obviously the highway is the fastest route for most of the trip. We went up 95, but on the way home, I was stopping a little more than two hours south of where I was staying at a friend's house. And I, I didn't want to just do the highway. I had a little extra time. I decided not to take the shortcut. I could have driven out to Bangor, down through Augusta, and then like come back, cut back over towards the ocean. But I decided to travel along mid-coast Maine. Um, and if you look at a map, like the coast of Maine is craggy. It has so many inlets, so many coves and hills. And every time you turn on this road, you're looking out at these homes on the water and beautiful farms like I saw a Christmas tree farm that was on a on a slope down to the ocean it was just gorgeous and lavender farms and apple orchards all of these like this point in the summer it's such a perfect time to go there because like everything was all ripe and almost ready to harvest so it was just beautiful and um of course I had to stop at a farm stand and grab ingredients to make for dinner. I grabbed like a local T-bone steak and some peppers and tomatoes and um, onions and just made this like delicious local dinner. Um, it was such a neat thing to do as you're traveling around. And, um, you know, every there was this little town where the street signs were these cute little bird houses and like someone carved in the name of the street the two streets that intersected into these birdhouses. And so you stop and there's like birds flying out of the street signs. That was unique. I've never seen that before. I think it was like Sears Port or some, some street, some cute little coastal main town. So, you know what? It's one of those things where you just take a different route. It's, it's, it's stimulating to break the routine, even if you're not on vacation, but just driving around where you live, like take a different road. See what adventures you find. Take the back road. Every turn felt like a discovery. I think that's a really cool experience. So, yep, taking the back roads. Okay, so today our sponsor is, once again, Constant Contact. It's it's kind of a, um, a break from our normal consumer-based sponsors. This is an email marketing platform that I've been partnering with for 20-plus years, believe it or not. If you have a small business or a nonprofit and you don't use Constant Contact to deliver your message to various audiences, reach out. I'm happy to hook you up. And this fall, I'm going to start using this platform again for my own marketing outreach. So if you want to join my list, send a quick note through my website, freshrebellion.com. And now also freshmaps.us. I've been working a lot on that uh, website this summer to provoke promote my scavenger hunts um, and digital learning maps. We talked about that last episode. So I've been busy creating and I would love to share news. And so the best way to do that is right to your inbox when a new podcast comes out or a new map experience. So thanks to Constant Contact for being a great communication partner all of these years. Shout out to our sponsor. And that means we're back at our last category, which is happiness 
And I am going to share that I was really happy to visit with family. I mean, it's so simple, but um, I kind of take for granted that my family is always going to be there and um, get in touch with them for, you know, the milestones, drop a note on somebody's birthday or see see our, my aunts and uncles at a family wedding or funeral. <laughs> it's like those 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 special occasions are when we visit, but it was really nice this time. And I know Aunt Sue, you're listening to this. It was so nice to visit with you and Uncle Bob, my Uncle Jack, my Aunt Donna, my cousins. It was just nice to plan a visit and have some fun together, whether perhaps sharing a meal or going out and, you know, exploring a museum. I'm, I'm going to set the intention this year to do more of that with my parents um, with cousins, with, um, you know, you kind of spend your life with your spouse and your kids and your extended family. It means a lot to me. And it brought me a lot of happiness to just share some, some downtime with them. So I'm going to do more of that. That's my happiness moment. So that kind of wraps up this episode. Um, we're going to visit next episode with Tom Berlatt who is a storyteller and new author. We're going to hear about a fiction book he wrote, Katerina, based on his step-grandmother, who, as a child, fled from Russia in like the 1920s, I think. Um, and she had told him of all of these many adventures of her lifetime, and he captured her stories in a book and built like a fiction book around it. So um, it was an all true. I think he filled in some areas to make it a good read, but um, it was that's a cool concept to take a family member's story and turn it into a novel. And it was um, it was a great interview. I look forward to sharing that story and other fun and fresh stories that he had to tell. Um, and so I invite you to have a listen to the next episode as it comes out, episode seventeen to hear more about Tom Berlatt. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and always um, keep it fresh. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the Get Fresh podcast. If you liked it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please find us online at freshrebellion.com. You can get our links to social media there. Join our Facebook group, Fresh From Rhode Island. And find me on Instagram, Sassy Michelle G, and Twitter, Sassy Michelle. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Oh.